This episode of Nexus is brought to you by Cenex Smart Investment Summit, La Amiga Audio Gaming Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nexus. Uh, we're here at the Cenex Summit where the theme is the orange economy. We have with us a very, very special guest. Uh, he's in our top 10 of the interviews that we're doing. He was very happy to hear that. He thought I was being politically uh, correct with that, but it's really true. I mean, we just started today with our podcast and uh, and we have Fabian Cousteau here with us. He's a con uh, conservationist. He's an uh, aquanaut. And he's the grandson of none other than Jacques Cousteau. I mean, uh, I cannot believe in my top 10, I have royal blood here, marine blood. You know, oh, it's and, a pleasure to be here. On the, on the platform. Yeah. Absolute pleasure, honor to be here. Yeah, no. And, and look, we have, we have music. Uh, I think the festival's already started. I think lunch, I think they're announcing lunch with the music. I think that's what it is. I think they're saying, okay guys, everyone to lunch now. You know? But Fabian, um, Welcome to Curacao. First of all, you know, Thank have you. you been to Curacao before? I have. I've okay. been to Curacao uh, several times, okay. uh, as well as the neighboring islands. Uh, it's just a wonderful place. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those host spots. Uh, you know, I, I see the, I see the planet from the bottom up, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And like your you know, whole life, I think. I mean, my whole. I've been scuba diving since yeah. I was four. I've been on expeditions with my family since I was seven, and and so it's my home. You know, the ocean is my home, and, and having seen it change quite a bit, it's so nice to come to places like Corsal, Bonaire, and, and a few other places in the world where you still go back and you still see a fireworks display of life, a beauty, a, 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 an interest. And having said that, if you take all of ocean exploration today, yeah, we've explored less than 5% of our ocean. Absolutely. So this is job security for a long time ago. You, yeah. <laughs> you can always invent a reason for looking for funding. Say, hey, I got to go back down there. I mean, we still have 95% to go. It's not even inventing. I mean, there's so much that you can do that. If you look at it, you know, the, the reason why my grandfather was able to bring those stories to life on television and so on, on big screen, is because of innovation, because of being able to build the tools that he needed yes. The regulator with Emile Gagnon, the first underwater submarines for scientific Which didn't research. Exist. No, it. none of this. He existed. had to make it. First underwater camera. Reach his goal. He had to create the stuff. To he reach had his to goal. create these things, and so it's this out of the box thinking. It's this drive of curiosity to be able to go deeper, longer, and further, and think outside the box yeah. that really got him to where he was. Did he? Does Does someone have to be an engineer? Does it have to be just no. someone who's curious? No. I mean, what makes someone? You have to think. You have to dream. And then you have to make your dream possible. Yeah. It's, it's not a, yes, of course, if you have the skills, then it's easier to get to your goal. But if you don't have the skills, you can always learn the skills. Yeah. And if you're a good- If you want to learn. I mean, there's If a, you want to learn, but if, if you're a you good entrepreneur, yourself, if, yeah. you're, if you're someone who, who thinks uh, that anything is possible, and I truly believe this, yeah. then you can find the people who help you make your dream possible. Well, Fabian, where you're, you're looking at those people here in our little setup mm -hmm. here that we're doing. We're launching Nexus here at CNEX. It's our little video podcast that we're starting with 
with the best intentions and in, 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 in an objective with an idea to inspire uh, entrepreneurs, business owners and awesome. executives. And we've done it like this. I have never done TV in my life. I have, uh, <laughs> you could have fooled me. <laughs> I, I've never questioned anyone like that. I'm mean, questioning you right now and I've never done interviews. So, but we've had to make it up. Like, like what Good. you were explaining and we're entrepreneurs. I've had other businesses. This is the first time I do this. And, and I'm enjoying it very much. So, you know, and, and having you here is, is very exciting. I want to ask you something. How, you know, the, the whole idea of the summit is the orange economy. Why are you here? What, how's your link <laughs> with the orange economy? Where do you see this thing? Why did they say, okay, we're looking for speakers? Of course, Fabian, mm. we need to bring Fabian here. What, what's, what's the link there? Well, this morning I spoke on the orange economy being a, a, an integral element of all economies. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're right now in a pivotal moment in human history where creativity and innovation breed uh, um, a sense of, of economic uh, wealth in the sense that it, it permeates throughout the rainbow of economies. Yeah, blue economy, green economy, yeah. digital economy, whatever you want in order to uh, be able to go to the next step in any one of those economies, you have to be creative. You have to think outside the box. Otherwise, it's status quo and things fester. They stagnate. People lose their jobs. Industries crumble. Look at nature. Mm. Yeah. The three lessons of nature. Evolve, diversifies and uh, and and um, adapt. sorry, and adapt. Yeah, adapt. <laughs> and, and those things are essential in creative thinking in order to be able to find that next uh, right. iPhone, you know, build that next iPhone, whatever it is, to be cure able to cure the cancer, cure the cancer. Yeah. And so uh, this morning I spoke on the next fin step in ocean exploration, and part of those things are building things like underwater habitats mm -hmm. or a research station underwater. This is, in some ways, I've been called crazy, uh, impossible, all these things. Isn't that how we got on the moon? Oh, Isn't absolutely. that how we built a absolutely. space station? Absolutely. Isn't that why we're thinking about colonizing other yeah. planets? I mean, why are we not colonizing the undersea world? That's a very good question. And um, did you read comics when you were a kid? Did you yes, like the of comics? Course. I mean, Tantan. we all read the story of Atlantis yes, and, of and all this. And, yes. and I'm a big sci-fi fan. I'm a big, uh, but, I'm a big fan of illustrating. To think like you do, to yes. think in that way, you cannot help but to love sci-fi. You know, it, it, it helps you stretch that imagination. Um, the word impossible does not exist. It doesn't exist. You should strike it, it from exist. the dictionary. Absolutely. Because the only way, you know, when we grow up from kids, and when we're kids, we have these dreams, these crazy ideas, right. you know, especially when you're looking at it from an adult perspective. And then as life comes and shapes and molds us and trains us to think that we have to think in a linear way, we start using that word impossible as an excuse not to address the problems that we've set for ourselves. Instead, think outside the box. Right. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it and you bring those creative elements together to find those solutions. So tell me your, your process, your thinking mm. process. How do you go about from saying, let's live underwater, let's mm -hmm. have cities build, let's man be underwater, not only explore, but actually create habitat to be yeah, able to sure. find. Uh, this is not know, a my, new my, thing. My new, my new zip code now is <laughs> www. I don't know, water. I don't know. I don't know. What would be the zip code for that? You know, if you're living underwater, that's a mm. question, you, you know, you should think about. Right? I had great mentors. Yeah. I had, I had people who were pioneers. Yeah. 
my grandparents, my parents, my, the, the crew of Calypso and Alcyon. Right. That was my education, right? I, I went to school, but I always looked out the window dreaming of the next expedition. Right. Because here in my own family, I had inspiration. I had people who built the first underwater habitats. Did they build that curiosity also? Absolutely. Besides telling you what they were thinking, but that I must have oh, touched absolutely. something. I, I, I saw firsthand the kind of innovation and yeah. creativity to solve a problem. And this is at a time when uh, digital mediums such as these things yeah, didn't exist. Exactly. That's right. You know, you, you had once you were out on expedition, you had to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. You and mentioned before the things that your grandfather invented yes. to be able to go to the levels that he's been yes. going on. But when I've, I've remember being a kid watching the shows, watching the, mm. the TV programs, the documentary, that's yes. that's how I knew Jacques Cousteau and yes. when he would be traveling. Sunday nights, 8 p.m. And well, we, 50 saw years. Here, we saw him here. We didn't have cable back then. We didn't have television here in Curacao. Mm -hmm. We actually saw it on the Venezuelan television station mm -hmm. and it was translated to Spanish. So that's mm -hmm. how we got to see it. But what I'm trying to say to you, now I think about it, about this innovation. How did they film all this back then? <laughs> well, that's a very a, good question. That's an innovation in itself. But, my grandfather got introduced to the undersea world through two of his best friends, yeah. Capitaine Taillez and Frédéric Dumas. And they piqued his curiosity. He was yeah. always a filmmaker, but he piqued his curiosity and none of the tools to go explore the oceans was available. Didn't exist. So he found other people with expertise, an engineer by the name of Emile Gagnon, yeah. and together they created the regulator, something yeah. that scuba divers use every day to this day. Back in 1943 was the invention, yeah? Wow. And they had to invent that tool so that they could go underwater and stay underwater for extended periods of time yeah. and get rid of that frustration of limits of time. The first underwater camera housings yeah. they had to build right in those times with film camera. And so imagine a, a 13 mi uh, minute spool of film, right? So you and put under that pressure. And underwater. underwater. So how do you tackle this problem, yeah. this challenge? It's not a problem, it's a challenge. And so they found and they built a cylinder with basic controls to be able to go and film underwater now that they had scuba. Right. Yeah. And then how do we go longer, deeper and farther? Well, if you want to stay down longer, you have to build a house underwater. You know, we call them research stations, but that's what they were. Houses underwater so that we could test the bounds of human physiology, human psychology wow. and the limitations or the, or the, the, the boundaries of engineering to see how far and long we can stay down. You know, I'm hearing you and I can't help to think, you know, there, there's so many elements mm. that go doing in what your grandfather did and what you're trying to do now with this idea of yes. going and creating residue and what. Yes. There's just so many little petite elements. Yes. That if that can be a, a, you know, a large catastrophe, you know, it's people's lives sometimes. Uh, yes, on the very mind. risky. It's, you know, that, let's let's be honest. You know, it's, very risky. It's very risky. It's not our natural habitat. The human. It's a, it's an alien environment. It's exactly. a it's a hostile environment. Yeah. Arguably, in some cases, even more hostile than space. How how do you approach safety? How do yeah. you how do you go up? Yeah, because you have to experiment. You have to innovate. Mm -hmm. You have to take some risks, mm -hmm. which comes by nature with, you know, by the fact that you're trying to innovate and break the mold and somehow yes. there's a level of risk. How do you still stay safe? How do you make right, so, sure you save lives? So uh, scuba diving as a recreational activity is safe. Yeah, it's very, very few risks if you follow the basic rules. Right. And, and that's been developed over decades. And that's why you have dive tables and, and, uh, and, and dive instructors that come with you and all this. For us, 
we're flipping this upside down, right? Because we become aquanauts. An aquanaut is very much like a, an astronaut underwater. Right. Because as a scuba diver, you avoid decompression obligations, typically, as a recreational scuba diver. As an aquanaut, you maximize your decompression obligations, which means that you exchange the access to the surface to the unlimited time at the bottom. So the bottom really becomes your natural. It is. It becomes your, your, your neighborhood. Organic way your of home, living, your neighborhood. Your, your, your neighborhood. Because going now, up, you have to go up. It's like what we're doing now, upside down. It's like when we go yes. down, we have to decompress when we come up. Yes. But now going, if you live down there, as you, land imagine, you imagine humans mm. giving birth down there? That would be an interesting uh, medical experiment. In, in that environment, yes. can you imagine that? Uh, I would say that there's probably some very interesting studies to be done from that. I don't know. I'm not a, a medical professional. I don't know what would happen. I'm sure there are experts out there that would uh, be able to argue one way or another yeah. if this is a smart idea. But the idea of becoming mermen and women, yeah. uh, of becoming aquarians, if you will, yeah. uh, is certainly something really, really interesting. Yeah. But if you think about it, we've explored less than 5% of our ocean world to date. It's a treasure. It's not only a fireworks display of life underwater. Yeah, it's this amazing alien environment, but it's also uh, a natural resource bank account. And the more we explore the undersea world, the more we come back with chemical compositions that can combat yes. cancer and malaria and all sorts of other afflictions that we're affected by. Not only can we look at, at those aspects, but biomechanics, engineering, and so on and so forth. And you can bring back this knowledge to benefit industries on land and our species that can give us solutions, not only create more jobs, not only make life more pleasant, to give back to our future generations what we've taken for granted, but also uh, evolve in a way that is more akin to living with the planet rather than on the planet. Right. Meaning that we now live in symbiotic relationship with our life support system. Do you see the role of technology? Because obviously what, what I hear you saying is there will be a human evolution towards you know, the possibility to be able to live underwater somehow. There, there could be whether it's a, it's a, it's a um, we evolve, we adapt mm -hmm. no, uh, to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Technology, with the fact of technology, we can speed that evolution up. We can grow well, it's a very interesting pro uh, prospect. You know, uh, if you look at science, the evidence uh, points to us having evolved from ocean and back on to exactly. land. Yeah. Uh, there's some the cartoons that, theory, that no? the, yeah. whole evolution process. And there are some cartoons that, that point to the fact that we might go back into the ocean because right. <laughs> we polluted land. Now, I don't want to be sarcastic about these things, but um, I have great hope yeah. for, for, for man, for human beings. Their creativity, uh, when their backs are up against the wall, they come up with, with uh, solutions uh, that, that uh, hopefully tackle a lot of the problems that we see today. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's up to us. We, we're the only species that has foresight, that has the ability to look at what is happening and to address it in a way that is beneficial not only to ourselves, but to everything that we depend on. Right. Do we have the wisdom to make those choices? Mm. Do we have the ability to be creative and think outside the box yeah. to address these in ways that not only bolster what makes us possible, but also what enriches us each and every one in various ways, including, of course, the, the, the economic aspect of things. 
Uh, I am a hopeful person. I'm a, a hopeful realist. Yeah. Uh, and I do believe in human beings. But we need to be proactive. We need to be able to break the mold that we have uh, been encased in to think outside that box. Do, do you think we're still stuck in the status quo globally? That we're still comfortable. I think by we still large, get the sense of urgency to to do certain things. Oh, I think we've been trained like to be zombies. Like the environment, for example. Yeah. Well, I think we've been trained to be zombies. Yeah. I think we've been trained to be passive. Uh, I think that, that 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 human beings have the capacity. Individuals have the capacity to change their situation if they really try. But we've been we've been uh, uh, placated or, or placent, complacent in this because. The status quo is so much more um, theoretically comfortable until all of a sudden we realize the status quo doesn't work. Right. And then all of a sudden we're faced with some dire consequences. Yeah. So why not avoid the dire consequences and start being proactive yeah. and changing the course that we've set for ourselves yeah. as individuals and as a society? You know, I, I know we need to wrap up because you, you, you do have to go to another meeting and, and I'm, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> I, I think so. I think we could. It's talk, a very philosophical we, conversation. We for, <laughs> I, I do want to touch one thing with you because you are from the Cousteau family. You yes. grew up with people who were already thinking differently. They were, you know, we all know them, you know, we from your grandfather or your parents. Um, you are doing you're following in that legacy you're keep you're you're thinking you're, you're making sure you keep pushing those boundaries on thinking differently um my question is not not everyone is born in a family like that of course not everyone is born with the capacity to think different and being taught from a very young age to think differently ah but that's that's the key right exactly. there. exactly and there's where my that's where i'm heading with with my question and, and for, mm -hmm. for that being, you know, I want to give you the mic to answer that question and also share with the audience and share with everyone who's going to be hearing us wherever in the world, because this is going to go online, uh, your message, you know, for how do you educate thinking differently? How do you, from, a, from an institutional point of view, from a family point of view, from um, how do you do that? What, what, what do you... What's your recommendation? How do you mm -hmm. push this forward just for us to really start thinking differently? It's very simple. Uh, we, we've we've lost our way in the sense that the very fundamental aspect is that you you don't have to be blessed with a with, with a background such as mine to understand that education is a key factor. You need in people who inspire you in your family, in your community, people who bolster you who encourage you and your neighbors and all that to, to be proactive, right? To make change happen. You can't wait for somebody else to make change happen. And together, those communities will become better communities mm. on every level. It goes to something very fundamental that my grandfather said when I was growing up, which is people protect what they love, they love what they understand, and they understand what they are taught. So with that, that core aspect uh, of fundamental knowledge, that, yeah. and this doesn't have to be expertise, just fundamental knowledge of realizing that we live in a closed loop system, whether it's an island nation or whether it's the globe, this is a closed loop system. By addressing the fact that we have treated our life support system, this closed loop system, this little blue ball in space as a life support system, we can address uh, using it as an endless resource and a garbage can and start living with the planet rather than on the planet, mm -hmm. which is a, a big difference, a fundamental key difference. 
So it's that integration ultimately. It is absolutely an integration of that a in true, our psyche as well as in our actions. That's right. Our everyday actions as individuals, whether you are a worker at a plant or a, an accountant or a lawyer, whatever your discipline is, whatever your passion is, whatever your job is, you are a leader in yourself, you're a leader in your family, you're a leader in your community, and you are responsible for your everyday decisions. Yeah. And it goes to another uh, thing that I learned when I was growing up as my first internship. I went to a company called Seventh Generation and they, their mantra is something that the indigenous of North America used to make these decisions on, which is for every deliberation, we must take into account the impact on the next seven generations. Wow. So do not throw that piece of plastic in the street or on the ocean. Do not take out endangered species out of the, the ecosystem. No. And start innovating. Whatever that means to you, always, always, always remember that nothing is impossible if you put your mind to it and you put the effort necessary and ask for help yeah. to make it happen. Very, very good last point there for ask for help because I think there's where a lot of people stop. They keep them short. There's knowledge to be shared. Yes. And, uh, and you only know as much as you know. Yes. But then you ask someone like Fabian It takes a Cousteau, village. It, it takes, takes a village. village. And you ask professionals like Fabian Cousteau who know who know about certain stuff. I'm an expert they, in nothing. Yeah. But I have been blessed with with a curiosity. Yes. And I've been uh, uh, blessed with uh, people who believe in, in the vision. Uh, and if I don't have the knowledge or I can't find the knowledge, I ask. Yeah. Very important. And ask, always ask, yeah. because no one is an expert in everything. Yeah. Please ask for help. Yeah, that is that is a, a great note for us to to end the interview on. I, I promise you, I, I could keep on talking with you for a very long time. Uh, I, I love picking your brain and, and getting the feedback. Um, uh, we're blessed to have you here on the island. Have you have you been to the Curacao substation? Quick, quick, quick. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of going down okay, in the Curacao and great. all that. Nice. No, it's a it's a wonderful facility. Yeah. Uh, and if you have the ability and the means to do so, yeah, go take a, a ride in the Curacao. That will definitely open your eyes to the undersea yeah, world. I, I took you don't ride. have to be a diver. No, no, I I, I totally enjoy. It. I did the dive yeah. with the substation and and mm. really amazing. I really mm -hmm. so. Fabian, thank you so much. It's Wonderful to have pleasure. you here. Uh, thank you. Hope to see you again in Curacao very, very soon. Curacao is a blessed place. Thank it looks you. like angel wings. Yeah, it does, isn't it? You know. <laughs> so, and and with this, uh, I will leave you with one quick story. Yesterday, I got a chance to go filming with my crew underwater, and uh, in between dive intervals, or in a dive interval, we were looking and we saw something that looked like a jellyfish. Well, it was uh -huh. a plastic bag. Oh. Before I could say anything, the captain took his boat hook out and took the plastic bag out of the water and put it into the garbage. Nice. This is the kind of caretaking and the kind of consciousness yeah. that we need to make a better planet. That's true. And it happened right here in Curacao. Yes, that's true. Yeah, great, great story to end with. Very on a very high note. That's a very positive thing to end it well. Well, thank you very, very much, Fabian. Thank you, as Well, if you enjoyed this uh, this interview, this presentation, and you would like to get see more stories great stories and great uh, great thinkers and speakers and people who are making things happen follow us on nexus caribbean on facebook follow us on youtube subscribe to our channel on youtube nexus caribbean uh, thank you very much for following us until next episode thank you this episode of nexus was made possible by 
Cinex Smart Investment Summit. La Amiga Audio Gaming Solutions.